You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Uh, David, my theme of the week, and maybe for the next couple of weeks actually, is the second wave. And I don't know if it's the second wave of the coronavirus, because I still think we're at the tail end of the first wave, which is wagging its tail again. And it's a big wag as well in the United States of America, certainly in the South and the West and the Midwest, or if it's the second wave of volatility, the second wave of market selling. But I'm just getting a sense that after a hiatus, which was a spectacular hiatus, in other words, markets going up beautifully, maybe now people are going to sit down and say, wait a second, it's the second half of the year, the second wave may be coming. Yeah, I've, you know, I felt uncomfortable for a couple of weeks already that uh, we'd rushed up and uh, I wasn't quite sure what was going to take us uh, into the second half or beyond the second half. Um, I'm, I, you, there's, there's still a lot to go through, you know, put it that way. And until such time as we get clear line of sight to the end, you know, we can actually see the end and that will only come with a vaccine or certainly with some drug that's going to ease the pain and, uh, um, you know, cure a lot of people with the disease. I think until then, it's going to be a very difficult time. And I think all that's happened is that by unlocking economies a little too soon, we've seen the consequences. It does spread. Yes. And, you know, people, people haven't taken it seriously. I think for the first time, they started to take it seriously, you know, especially amongst the younger people. I'd, and, and also... It's, it's exposed. For me, the one thing it's exposed is just how badly prepared the world is and how we're lacking in a world leader. We've spoken about this many, many times before. But we I have. mean, mm. when you think about it, when you think about where we are, you're saying what it's, it's so um, what's disjointed. It's so, um, you know, if, if every approach is different. There's no coordinated, coherent approach to where we are at the moment in everything, not only in addressing the, the disease, but also in the economic, um, in, a, in, in the e- economic uh, solution as well. So it's, it's, we, we're all over. You can't join the dots. You know, <laughs> this, this is a three-dimensional kind of Rubik cube or whatever it is. I don't know. It's very, very difficult to try and sort this one out. Well, we have to sit and to- I think, Yes, we have to talk about the United States when you say there's a disjointed yeah. approach to the to the approach. And the United States of America is suddenly, well, not suddenly, actually, it's been going on for weeks now. It has the most cases. It has the highest mm. infection rate. And it's it suddenly from, as they call it, flattening the curve to the curve starting to spike up again. I mean, this is a technical analyst dream, yeah. this thing, because it's broken out of a falling wedge and all that sort of thing. It's amazing what's, what's going on. And I do believe that Mr. Trump is, is unraveling a little bit, and that will ultimately yeah. lead to his demise and will also lead to the demise of the stock market because of his loose policies. I, I don't know. I, I just see November I can't, yeah. being, I, I being awful for the, the markets. Mm? Yeah, I don't know that second part. That I can't, I can't, I don't know where we're going. You know, yes. what I'm saying it genuinely. I don't feel the selling pressure. I don't. I don't feel it. I think there's, and that's not. That's not because uh, of anything other than you've got interest rates at zero, and and that that provides some kind of a support base. We're going to see results coming through. There, there are issues happening all the time. Like uh, um, you're seeing the 
um, you know, you're seeing the reaction to Facebook simply because they wouldn't address hate speech. You know, they wouldn't address very important issues. They said that it's free speech, it's interfering with free speech, but the advertisers are saying no, you know, and, and have taken a different uh, view because of the proliferation of all, all this divisive content on, you know, on, on Facebook pages. So you're starting to see, uh, uh, you know, people respond in different ways. So those are issues, you know, don't, 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 don't ignore them. And I think this is all building up to uh, a, a very difficult couple of months, which is going to be politically motivated. But at the back of it, you've got the, you know, you've, you've got this uh, pandemic as well. So there's so many cross currents, Lindsay, that it, you know, it's hard to make a decision where to go. Would I go, you know, all into the market at the moment? Definitely not. You know, that's what I'm saying to you. Yes. I, and, and, and I'm a bull. Would I, would I start buying on little dips here? No, not yet. You know, that's, that's my view. Where is it going to go? Is it going to go to March 23rd? Is it going to be all that way down? No, I, d- I don't know. You know, uh, I, 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 unless they come out with something, unless there's uh, some kind of breaking news upwards, you know, positive news, I think we're just going to bumble along in, you know, uh, volatile. So I, d- I, don't th- I don't know whether that fits into your description, you know, when you – what what kind of market you're seeing? Whether you're going to see a major sell-off again? No, I was I talking about. Know, I was think, talking about when it comes up to the election time, when when, when it becomes yeah. apparent if it if oh, indeed it does, okay. when it becomes apparent that oh. Mr. Trump is going to be out because he's sort of yeah. unraveling both physically and mentally mm-hmm. and politically. He really is because he put out a tweet yesterday. He retweeted a tweet where a chap was pumping his fist and shouted "White Power." And he, he, he retweeted that and yeah. he left it up for three hours. Surely he has an entourage of people around him. Right. Uh, He's a, lost it. A social media yeah. entourage that says, no, wait a second, we've just listened to that. We've got to get it down. No, he left it up for three hours. And I believe, and I firmly believe, it was deliberate. And he's trying to play to his white base and he thinks it, that'll get him through. Or... On the other hand, he could be yes. going so mad that he doesn't want to be re-elected. I can't work it out. What do you think? I don't know. I, you know, that's, it, it's, I don't know. There might be a death wish. You know, there might be a death wish. Well, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with all the anger, you hmm. know, that I, that I would like to express. I'm going to let them have it. You know, that kind of attitude, I'm going to really let them have it. Because hmm. what it does do is it exposes um, his frailties or his weaknesses. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's not trying to bring the nation together. And I think that's where markets are just so utterly confused at the moment. I, you know, every, they're crying, you know, they're crying out or America's crying out for someone to take the lead, you know, someone to coordinate an effort. Uh, and, and all it's done is being left to individual governors to try or even districts to try and sort this out. And you can't do it of this, you know, something of this magnitude. And even the world at, uh, at a loose end, you know, no one in the world really, I'm talking Europe and the UK and, and those areas, there's no, if anything, they're, they're slightly better than in America. But America is just, uh, just just pointing in so many different directions. So against that, it's very difficult to to get the kind of confidence that we need to to boost markets and to get them over this hump. It's very, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's very uncertain and difficult. And that's where we're playing. That's the kind of field we're playing on. Um, you know, you, you're baffled. You're baffled by every tweet you see. You say, I don't believe this. You know, this is, yes. this is the, the so-called leader of the free. He has no idea. Absolutely no idea. Nothing. And, and it's also come through in, it's, it's come through in his interviews. 
you know, where he's got no ideas for a second term. There was, I think we we spoke about it the other week, maybe, I think, where was the, you know, he, had, he, he was on Fox or something, they asked him about a second term, and he said, oh, I'm just learning to cope with, you know, I knew no one in uh, There was a very rambling, incoherent yeah. answer. Yes, that's I saw it. that. It was that's incredible. It. it was about and, and, one page mm. long. I read it, and I thought, he's, actually, yeah. he's managed to say nothing. Exactly. I think that that's his, that sums him up really. That one page of notes, and he has the audacity and the temerity to say that Joe yeah. Biden is a low so, IQ a sleepy. individual. Yeah. Sleepy Joe, corrupt Joe now. Sleepy yeah. and corrupt Joe Biden is a low IQ yeah. person. I don't think he's yeah. low IQ compared to Donald Trump. I do yeah. think though he will also be a weak president. So America's got no leadership. There's no one at the no. tiller. I'm sorry. No. It's very and very the Wall, disturbing. The Wall Street Journal booked it up. No, the Wall Street Journal is uh, is is is, act, is actually um, it's a Fox publication. It's Murdoch, so they tend to be very conservative. But they had an op-ed as well that said exactly what you're saying now. You know, he has just rambles on with no coherent message of what he's going to do yes. should he be re-elected. And and I know we discuss politics, but it's starting to to filter through to the. Uh, you know, to the economy. If Joe Biden takes over, you know, um, or is elected when the Democrats are elected, I, I, I also think the, you know, I think there might be a bit of relief, but I'm not sure how markets are going to respond or react. Uh, at the moment, uh, we, we're in, we're just drifting. We're in no man's land. Yeah, I, I suppose he can delegate. I mean, let's let's hope. Mm. Hopefully, he's a better delegator than Mr. Trump is. And has been, because Mr. Trump, mm. as soon as someone doesn't like anything he says, he sacks the person, male, female, uh, media representative, uh, defense secretary, whatever it is, they, they get clobbered immediately. I don't think Joe Biden will be the same. Just surround yourself with clever people and sit there and smile and shake a few hands. That's all the President of the United States that does, in my opinion. Reagan did that. Yeah, no, he was Reagan, brilliant. Reagan did that. He was at bed at 8 o'clock. You know, I don't think he took life too seriously. He was, you know. <laughs> like you. TV and, Very similar yeah, to you. Exactly. <laughs> you are the Ronald Reagan of the uh, asset management industry. Um, let's have a look at the South African market today. Uh, Adcorp, up 12.7% today. They came up with their results. Is that a company you follow? I used to. I used to follow it in the olden days, you know, when we when we used to pay quite a lot of attention to some of the small up and coming companies. Mm. You know, they were they were brokers, they were placement agencies, and uh, uh, they had a very good business that uh, you know on the on the labour front. And somehow I've lost interest in them, just maybe because they've been all over the place as well. But um, it was at, at one stage I did I did uh, follow them quite closely. It's very South African, though, isn't it? And you don't really like mm. that at the moment. I mean, let's be honest. No, no not at all. No. no, exactly. No, I think we've got big, big troubles ahead, and uh, it's very hard to operate uh, in an environment where you know where, where the economy is contracting, and more so than more so than other global economies, you know, which which are coming off a much higher base. But uh, we've got lots of trouble. We also lack leadership. You know, there's no there's no real plan here. I mean, last week was just a fiasco when you tried to work out, you know, where we go from here. Do you think so? Do you uh, think that? Because I've, 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 mm. I've seen mm. a, a lot of negative comments suddenly. I mean, mm. after the budget, of the supplementary budget, whatever you want to call it, people said, oh, that was good, that was the best he could do. But now people are coming out and saying, no, you're not going to be able to deliver on this. You, you, no. you, your statistics are wrong. What do, you, what do you make of it? You've obviously done a lot of reading over the weekend. 
I, I, you know, the problem is that you need a plan, and you need <laughs> you can't. If ever you've processed a computer, you know, if ever you've programmed, um, the computer is not clever. It's only what you put into the computer that's clever. In other words, the instruction or the recipe that you put in. And we need a recipe. In other words, we need rules to follow to get us out of it. And at the moment, there are no rules. There's nothing. There is no coherent plan. You know, we're just bumbling along. I know Tito knows what has to be done. Yes. And he knows that there isn't any money. So he says the best thing we can do is just cut the expenditure. You know, in other words, chop the expenditure. But there he comes up against the unions and he comes up against a whole lot of political um, you know, issues or, or walls that he's not going to penetrate. So I, I think he knows what he needs to do, but I don't know if they've got the political will to get through. Also, you need intelligence. Well, by intelligence, you need energy. You need drive. You need the right kind of people, people who are not driven. They're driven because they want the country to succeed, not because they got to those positions, because they knew that they could fill their boots with uh, with stolen goods, you know, by getting them. So you need that almost, you know, conscious type person, a person who really wants to make South Africa great again. You know, I don't think, I think, I think Trump took this on, you know, Trump took America on just as a, as a sport, but we need proper, uh, proper civil servants. What, what do you call them? Proper administrators, people who love doing it, Yes. you know, who, who love the job and, and, and work 24 hours a day. I don't think Cyril and his cabinet are, are into it. I don't think they, they really committed, you know, to it. I think they felt it was quite a good thing to do when they were young because it allowed them to express their uh, anxieties and, and, and uh, you know, their, their behavior against a, a very corrupt regime at that stage. But now to run a country is something else. You know, you're not, you're not letting off bombs or going on protest march. You actually have to make sure that the roads work, you know, and that water flows in the pipes. And that, that's boring stuff. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's awful stuff. That's admin. Yes. That's filling out forms, you know. People don't want to do that stuff, and you need a special personality who does that. Well, I don't think we've got them. I don't think we've got those leaders. I don't think anyway. so either. Anyway, um, you've been in the business for what, uh, 55, 60 years? Fifty-five. Years, I've maybe. been I've been on the market since seventy-two, so it's uh, forty-eight it's years, yeah, nearly forty-nine years. Okay, yeah. Let's call it fifty huh? years. Okay, five yeah, okay. you can round it up. You're coming up for your half mm -hmm. century. Uh, we, know, mm. we know that. Now, every time that you, you, you'll have been speaking over the years, you will have come up with some sort of scandal. And you think to yourself, this is the last time that this would happen. But now the <laughs> wire card scandal. Tell me about yeah. that. Isn't it well, extraordinary you know, that it still happens? I, it, it, it's absolutely incredible because what happens, these are false entries. In other words, this is made off. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you others. I can't remember. In the late 80s, we had a company as well, which was, I think, a textile company or something. The books were so perfect that the auditors didn't even audit them because everything balanced. And the whole thing was a fabrication. The whole company got a listing on the JSC. It was an absolute fabrication. Every entry that went through yes. was fabricated. There was nothing there. It was a tut, a tutorial. And it got through and listed and found shareholders, etc. It got audit reports, and, and I'm just fascinated because no one ever bothered to, uh, you know, I don't want to go through auditing procedures, 
but no one ever bothered to circulate any of the debtors or creditors because they always paid on time. You know, everything was perfect. Now, this is a, this is one of these businesses, and it happens all the time. That that it's bypassed <laughs> to an extent. When you do an audit, you know that's why there's got to be a complete distance between the auditors and the company. It mustn't be a friendship. Mm-hmm. You mustn't get it because you've got to have people who are ruthless and ask questions. And uh, and and the problem with auditing is that most of the groundwork is done by clocks. You know who who are doing their first year, second year, third year, whatever it is. They know nothing. You know, so people don't ask questions and they don't delve and they don't. They don't get into the guts and heart of the company. They don't ask the right question. They don't go to, you know, I, I, I can't explain. I think but this you can is why explain. You, you can explain right. it by mm. using examples. I mean, look at Steinhoff, for uh, example. I mean, that, that was exactly. our wire card. I mean, how, does, how, exactly. did, how did Marcus Euster go to these fancy horse racing events with his stable of, of ponies and everything yeah. and, and do Dead so right. well and walk, walk around – with his um, glass of champagne and driving a Bentley and etc., and it continues to happen. I'm just looking at the FT, mm. FT.com. Mm. It says here, Wirecard scandal. Senior partners advised to tell clients objective of fraud was to deceive investors and EY. And that's Ernst & Young, of course, EY. But surely yeah. EY, must, they're in the business of being forensic uh, yeah, financial yeah, yeah. investigators, surely. Yes, yes. Yes. Normally you get a tip-off. They did get tip-offs. They were warned. The German regulators were warned a long time ago that something was wrong. They ignored it. And uh, so there were people who were blowing the whistle, you know, whistleblowers, mm. and they tended to ignore it. And that's how you get hints that something's wrong. Uh, with, with Madoff, it was too good to be true. Yes. With uh, too good to be true because – you know, you know. I'll, I'll give you some hints. Uh, with that, it was too good to be true because he was giving returns that you say, "Hold on a sec, how does he get it?" You know, I look at the market every day. I'm not a fool. I've been here. How does he manage to get it right? Where does he get the information? So you're baffled by it. You say something's wrong. The same thing happened to me with EOH. I used to attack EOH all the time. Yes. Why? Because every division never did badly. There was never anything wrong. I said, that's too good. Everything was squeaky clean. It, you know, chocolate box uh, uh, type pictures. Everything was, you know, t- too flowery, too, you know, uh, too wonderful. Too and, perfect. And nothing too delightful. Too perfect. Hmm. And the same thing with Mar- with Marcus, it was a different thing. You know, I, we, I never invested in, in, in startup because I could never understand the business. Hmm. Every year it changed. You know, every year change, and and you start to say no. When I begin to understand what he's doing, I'll do it. Every year there was a different. You know, we sold off this, we bought that. Now we're redoing this. We're changing our year in. We're so buying were a mattress company in the United States of America. Exactly. I mean, what is that? Can you believe it? I went. I actually went around and started to take photographs of the mattress company of Sleepies. And, and it was nothing more than a room with a few with with a few uh, mattresses in, and I, I promise you. And I used to say, sounds like my flat. <laughs> I promise we would walk into Sleepy. In fact, I've got a Sleepy's mattress. They're great, really. But I mean, when you nice go and firm shop, or, or quite soft, lovely. Yeah, mm. no, beautiful. Mm. You have, need a step ladder to get onto the bed. I like that. But I mean, it's yeah. And well, you're and, quite short, but I, I mean, I went in Boston. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to. 
my wife has to kneel and I take as a step okay, at well, let's, 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 let's keep it clean. <laughs> keep it clean, David. Carry on. <laughs> but that's, you know, you start to see signs like that. And you say, hold on a sec. He couldn't have paid for this. You know, it was nothing more than an empty shop with a few mattresses there. That was it. And some, some chap sleeping on the mattress, you know, who was running the store. Do you think he was mentally but, ill as well because he just had to keep oh, on buying? And um, Well, he I mean, was creating false mm, entries. Mm. You know, he was, he was lending money to a company which then, let, you know, pushed it on to someone else and came through as, buy, as, as revenue. So he was, he was buying, you know, he was just manipulating the numbers. But that, the P, that he was able to fox the people around the table, that's the issue. We're the independent directors. You know, why have you got all those rules and regulations if so many companies slip through? And that's where you've got to start to look. When you take on the job as an independent director, you know, you've got to, you've got to take that seriously. You can't go there for the, uh, you know, your quarterly payments and the tea and coffee that they give you and biscuits and parties that they have. You've got to delve and you've also got to look at the person who's running the business and, 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 and ask questions about him. I don't think they did it. You know, so I remain, I remain very skeptical of the people, you know, who sit on those boards and allow it to happen. Uh, and, and, and we can discuss that as well forever. Yes. <laughs> it's very interesting because um, corporate social governance mm. responsibility is such a movement at the moment. You don't invest in a company on behalf of your investors if you're an asset management company because this company sells uh, products that are uh, made by 12-year-old yeah. Indonesian children and they're sewing yeah. up, they're sewing up yeah, the… Soccer balls, yeah. Exactly, soccer balls or tackies or something mm. like that, trainers. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand… The auditors and the accountants just seem to get away with it. They they seem yeah. to slip through the net. And when's yeah. it going to stop? Because it happens every few months. Something happens yeah. every single mm. few months that I, says, I, "Why mm. are these bean counters immune to this?" They almost act with impunity. No, I, I, because I, I don't think they apply themselves properly. I don't think they ask the right questions. Either they're too busy, or alternatively, they don't want to lose the counts. So they tend to let things go. And that's the wrong thing. You know, don't, you can't be mates with your CEO. In other words, you know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to have that social distance. Mm. You've got to practice that. And you've got to be able, you've also got to put your ear to the ground, you know, and say, what do people think? You know, I was asked this question once on TV and, and I've extended it. And I think I might have spoken to you before about it. And yes. that. You've got to form a relationship with a company before you buy into it. I'm talking now from investment. You know, when, when you start to see a lot of hotshot companies emerging and people say, have you been, have you, you know, do you know Shopify? Do you know this one? Do you know that one? I said, I don't know that. And then over years you learn, you know, and what you do is you follow the director. You follow who's running it. You follow the results. You follow, you know, you start to learn a bit more. It's like, like a relationship like a personal relationship, you know, yes. you don't go and tick off a box and then say, okay, I'm going to marry you because you filled out these, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you filled out the form, you know, yeah. uh, does, is your father rich? Yes. <laughs> tick, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you got a degree? Yeah. You know, uh -huh. Have you got long legs? Yeah. Mm. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot more to that. And that's why I'm saying you've got to establish a long relationship before you go and buy the company. And you'll learn, you know, you've got to learn who's running it. 
And I can give you an example of that, David, and um, this is a personal observation between you and Mr. Brian Joffe. Over the years, you got to know him and you realized that he was a very good businessman and he knew how to build businesses in a responsible way. Not a hot shot that's going to see a share price go up 20% a day, but over the years, he's going to pay dividends and he's going to do well for his stakeholders and his shareholders. Exactly the example that you've just outlined is you and Mr. Joffe. When they start manipulating their numbers, restating figures, revaluing assets, then you know you're in trouble. You know, The one thing about Joffe is that you could buy his balance sheet on the street corner. In other words, what it showed you was representative. There was never, if anything, Buffett's like that as well. Hmm. You know, if anything, it's understated. You know, it's, yes, he'll have trouble with certain companies, but overall the balance sheet represents, is a true representation um, of the business, mm. and it's it's very important. That's why you can't you can't get your CFA. You know what I mean. And suddenly you're you're a, you're a nice hot shot, and I'm off into a asset management account. It takes a long, long time to learn, you know, to learn the businesses and and uh, to learn the ground on which you're operating on, you know, and and the people and the players. It's and that's the difference. You know, that's where you, that's where experience counts. You know? And and that's it. You know, I don't I don't know. I uh, I was never sucked in. I don't know the Canafa company about Wirecard. But what happens is there's some managers who put everything in. And they went full tilt. Mm-hmm. You know, and have been totally destroyed, decimated. I think, I think we saw decimated, yeah, decimated. You also got to know it's enough. You know, you got to know when it's time. And I think we saw that on property, or we've been seeing it on property. Uh, you see, <laughs> we haven't spoken <laughs> since it, since Into went to, went went to the wall. Yeah. By the way, let's talk about Into. But, How is that but, possible? This was a seventy rand share or something. It's gone now. It's finished. It's it's all over. How does that work? Well, things change. <laughs> That's all I can say is things change. Yeah, but you adapt. And you knew, you know, you know when the height was coming. You know when I used to I used to joke that. Every day there was a new property listing. Uh, oh, oh, this is it. And exactly. I used to say next next week they're going to list the King David schools tuck shops. You know that's going to be the new listing. <laughs> you said no, that on my to. show. I mean, so it, yes, I remember I that. did. I did. And I'm saying that's a warning sign. That's a warning sign of excess of excesses. In other words, uh, there's a, what you do is you buy a business, you buy a company, you know, you buy a company and you inflate the assets, shove it into a REIT and. Psst, put it onto the institutions, you know, mm. give it to them, and they lap it up because they've got so much money that they have to spend. And you know down the line these things are going to implode, and it came. You know, it came. There was just too much There was just too much going into property. Um, it's a difficult area. It's a very, very difficult area. I've seen more property booms and busts in my years than anything else, you know, starting in the, the 69, 69 boom bust was property. I've seen it so many times before. And ask Investec, ask, you know, um, they've gone through really rough times financing property deals, whether it's been in Hillbrow or Berea, you know, chaps who were, who were rich and who geared up in the wrong areas. What The, the last one was uh, golf courses, yeah. you know, golf estates. I mean, so be careful. Be very, very careful. David? Uh, so that, the can... areas, you know, I'm saying that's, those, mm-hmm. those are the signs you pick up through experience. 
We've spoken a lot and lots to think mm. about. Uh, we have to talk about football now, so we always do on a <laughs> <Yeah>. Monday. And <laughs> I'm sort of starting to get into the football mm. now the, mm. because they, I, I think the people with the with the fake sounds and a couple of clubs have got cardboard cutouts, so it looks as though there's a crowd there. <laughs> I was watching Leeds against somebody, Fulham, the other, Fulham, uh, the Fulham, other day. Yeah. Leeds versus Fulham. That looked quite cool, and I, I, I enjoyed it. And the Spanish do mm. it very well as well. So I'm starting to get back into, into, into football. Liverpool have won the league. My goodness me, the outpouring of emotion from Jurgen Klopp really told me how much he loves football. Never mind Liverpool. He just loves what he does. It's an enviable position to be in, to, to go to work every day and love what you do. Did you not see that? No, sure. And he's a good man. He really is. I don't like Liverpool. I, I don't, don't like, like Germans, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> because Liverpool supporters, you know, they have to. They haven't done any for thirty years, but they're making up for it. You know, most other teams, Man United, used to be like that to an extent. I've never heard that from Chelsea, um, or certainly not from Leicester. Leicester had every right to celebrate on that, but no one, no one shoved it in your face. But uh, Liverpool. They shove it in your face. So, but they oh. deserve it. They're a great, great team. Really I, I can't team. take that away. And and and, but I'm, but coming back to to the soccer, yeah, they are playing. The chaps are starting to play. The yes. one thing I saw Arsenal, Arsenal when they used to go to Sheffield United before <laughs> they walked on the field, they would tunnel down, you know, because of the abuse that they used to get. And without the crowds, you see what happens. You know, they were able to win. So they scraped I, I to win. They scored in injury t- in injury time or stoppage time, as they call it. They're very lucky yeah. to to win that game. And Sheffield United are on a, a down cycle at the moment. But yeah, yeah, so you're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup. Congratulations. And who do we draw? Man City. Man City. We couldn't draw any of the others. We had to draw the top team. Well, you've got so Chelsea, normally Barcelona. Yeah, well, you've got Chelsea yeah. or Man United. When is the, the uh, Champions League starting again? By the I way, don't, is it okay? I didn't know it was starting. I think it must be. It must I be think. next week or something. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. Anyway, I thought they had scrapped it, but anyway, no, no, definitely not. No, no it's, it's, okay. It's, it's going to go ahead. Anyway, David, we we digress. Yep. Thank you very much for your okay. time this evening. As always, that's David Pleasure. Shapiro, who's the deputy chairman of Sassam Securities in Johannesburg, and that was an extended Shapiro world. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.